98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The government warns it could apply anti-epidemic restrictions to gatherings at people's homes to stop households mixing. 32 new COVID cases were confirmed today, the lowest figure in one and a half months. And the Chief Justice speaks out against judicial reforms for the sake of ensuring rulings go a particular way. The government has warned it could regulate private events, including those in people's homes, unless the public heeds advice to avoid gatherings across different households in order to try to limit the spread of COVID-19. Francis Sitt has more. The health chief told an RTHK program that measures barring household mixing would be considered if needed. Sophia Chen urged people to abide by the current social distancing measures, saying they would consider it too draconian if authorities try to regulate activities in their homes. Officials have extended current distancing measures, which include the closure of schools, gyms, cinemas, beauty salons and bars, and dining in at restaurants after 6 p.m. for at least two more weeks. They also said it's unlikely the strict pandemic measures will be eased before the upcoming Lunar New Year holiday. Professor Chan said the government has yet to assess if the traditional New Year fairs will be held this year, but she says such large-scale events should be avoided. Speaking on the same program, University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Pak Leung expressed concerns about a new surge in cases. With some five weeks to go before the Lunar New Year, Dr Ho said he could not see any room for the easing of anti-epidemic measures before then, and people should expect Lunar New Year events to be cancelled. The gradual decline in coronavirus cases continue today with authorities confirming 32 new infections, the lowest daily figure in one and a half months. Maggie Ho reports. All but one of the newly confirmed cases were locally acquired, and a source of infection could not be traced for nine of them. One of the untraceable cases is a nurse who works at two private clinics in Mong Kok and Ho Mantin. Another newly confirmed case is a worker at a home for people with disabilities in Chengyi. He only had a close contact with two residents so far. That's why we sent them to the quarantine. The, quarantine. the authorities are also ordering mandatory testing for three more buildings after residents from two flats in each block came down with the virus. Dr. Chuang said there are also about 20 new preliminary positive cases. Meanwhile, she said laboratory tests showed four more patients returning from overseas were confirmed to have the new UK coronavirus variant, bringing the total number of such cases found in the SAR to 15. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has defended her administration's decision to suspend all flights from the UK, saying watertight restrictions are needed to prevent the spread of the more contagious strain of COVID-19 into the SAR. Alexandra Aird, who's among the more than 400 Hong Kong residents stuck in the UK, said she's very disappointed with Mrs Lam's remarks. We really thought that something would come which would give us um, a definitive date for, for us to be able to go back to Hong Kong, which we all really need given that we've got jobs and homes and lives in Hong Kong. And without this clarity, we can't, we can't give reassurance to our employers that we'll be back on a certain day, um, which demonstrates that the ban has this broader impact on the Hong Kong workforce, Hong Kong companies. And there's many teachers stuck here as well, um, which shows impacts on Hong Kong schools and the education system. You know, we were really hoping for a lack of clarity as to an end date um, because at the moment we're unable to rebook flights and hotels with certainty, which is really terribly difficult, which kind of suggests to us that the Hong Kong government doesn't appreciate these logistical challenges. 
Outgoing Chief Justice Jeffrey Marr has spoken out against people who call for judicial reforms just because they've been unable to get their way with court judgments. Speaking at his pre-retirement press conference, Justice Marr said many members of the public would find this kind of reason hard to accept. It's not particularly satisfactory if there's a call for reform simply on the basis of a result that one doesn't like. One's got to do a little more than that in order to make good a case for reform. Uh, It is certainly not uh, a good starting point or acceptable to say, I want reforms to ensure that I will always get the result uh, which I want. Mr Justice Ma also says he's never seen any instance where the local or mainland governments have exerted pressure on the judiciary to rule a certain way in court cases. Do I get that pressure and have I got that pressure in the last 10 years? And my answer to you, truthfully, is no. The 64-year-old will be succeeded by Justice Andrew Jung on Monday. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past 11. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has played down concerns over recent attacks by mainland state media on a High Court judge who granted bail to national security suspect Jimmy Lai, saying it's a matter of free speech. Timmy Song reports. Although critics have called the People's Daily Commentary a blatant attempt to interfere with Hong Kong's judicial independence, the chief executive disagrees. She spoke to reporters before going into the weekly executive council meeting. If there are people who want to express a view based on their understanding of the law and the facts and the evidence, then this is what the media always advocate. This is the freedom of speech. So uh, I, wouldn't, I, I really would not see how these uh, comments would put pressure on the judiciary. Every judge has taken a judicial oath and they will not be intimidated or undermined by these comments. Carrie Lam stressed she herself, as well as the Secretary for Justice, have repeatedly made public statements urging people to respect the judiciary, uphold judicial independence, not to criticise judges for their decisions without any grounds and to condemn personal attacks on judges. The People's Daily had previously described Justice Alex Lee's decision to put Jimmy Lai under house arrest as drastically hurting the rule of law. The Department of Justice later appealed against the bail decision, convincing the Court of Final Appeal to put the Apple Daily founder back in custody ahead of his trials. The media tycoon is accused of collusion with foreign forces and fraud. The hospital authority says it's requiring all patients who go to daycare wards at public hospitals to be tested for COVID-19 after at least five patients and staff came down with the virus at Princess Margaret Hospital. A prominent microbiologist, Yung Kwok Yung, has said it's likely that a single patient had infected four others while taking her meal. Besides the mandatory test, the authority also says it will shorten meal times for patients to reduce the risk. Dr Linda Yu, a chief manager at the HA, says tests will be arranged for the patients one or two days before they're scheduled to use daycare services. The hospital authority will further um, strengthen the infection control measures in the hospital by performing um, screening for day patients. Uh, when day patients need to receive service in the day wards, they will be arranged to have uh, COVID testing before they have the um, service. And we will also um, minimize the need of having meal in the hospital. And if needed, we will put light, uh, light meals instead of a full meal to decrease the time for uh, having a mask uh, time. 
The government says almost 10,000 people who were required to get COVID-19 tests by yesterday still haven't done so. Authorities issued mandatory testing notices for 42 housing blocks at the end of December. And so far, only 55,000 residents, or nearly 85% of people covered by the orders, have taken the test. The tests uncovered 16 positive coronavirus cases. The government warned that it would take resolute follow-up action to ensure compliance with the testing notices. Anyone who fails to comply with the order faces a $5,000 fine. Another failure to get tested could see the person fined $25,000 and jailed for six months. The former chairman of China's Huarong Asset Management has been sentenced to death in one of the country's highest-profile corruption cases. Lai Xiaomin was convicted by the Secondary Intermediate People's Court of Tianjin of receiving or seeking bribes totaling almost 1.8 billion yuan from 2008 to 2018, when he was also a senior banking regulator. He was also convicted on a charge of bigamy. A court statement described Lai as a lawless and extremely greedy person. He was expelled from the Communist Party in 2018. The Japanese government is reportedly planning to declare a state of emergency for Tokyo and three neighbouring prefectures as early as Thursday to curb the spread of COVID-19. This comes as Tokyo reported over 1,200 new coronavirus cases, the second highest daily figure since the outbreak began. Another COVID-19 lockdown has come in across England. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the restrictions were needed to control the new variant of the coronavirus. He said people should stay at home, except for a handful of reasons like medical appointments and essential shopping. The weeks ahead will be the hardest yet, but I really do believe that we're entering the last phase of the struggle because with every jab that goes into our arms, we are tilting the odds against COVID and in favour of the British people. The governors of the American states of New York and Florida have warned hospitals they must administer coronavirus vaccines more quickly. In New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo said hospitals must deliver the shots within a week of receiving them or face a fine and loss of future supplies. From the day you receive the allocation, you have seven days to use that allocation. This is a very serious public health issue. And the Department of Health, uh, Commissioner Zucker, is uh, very firm about making sure the hospitals step up and deliver here. In Europe, there's been sharp criticism in France, Germany and the Netherlands about vaccination delays. The EU admits that limited production capacity has created bottlenecks. France's health minister says the pace of the country's vaccination programme will catch up with its neighbours in the coming days after criticism it's been too slow. France is opening extra vaccination centres to accelerate the campaign. The BBC's Hugh Schofield in Paris says bureaucracy is largely to blame. There's a legal obligation for every recipient of a vaccine to have a consultation with a doctor five days ahead of delivery. That inevitably is slowing things down in the old people's homes where the programme is initially focused. But there also seems to be a bureaucratic problem certifying the medical deep freezers where the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine has to be stocked. Another issue is the notoriously high level of scepticism towards all vaccines among the French population. This may be encouraging the authorities to move cautiously for fear of being accused of railroading. The Indian Health Ministry says there is no ban on the export of the coronavirus vaccine being produced in the country. The clarification came a day after the Serum Institute of India, which is manufacturing the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine, said it was not being permitted to export. 
That triggered concern among developing countries that are relying on supplies from there. Back locally, the chief executive has dismissed suggestions that press freedom will be undermined by a new service from the transport department to alert people whose cars are subject to a licence plate search. Carrie Lamb says the move was made to curb doxing. Here's Maggie Ho. Car plate searches as well as searches on property transactions and company registry have been widely used in investigative journalism, including a documentary produced by RTHK which sought to identify people involved in a Yunlong mob attack in July 2019. Journalists had also used the function to unveil illegal structures at the homes of senior officials and public figures. But the Transport Department says starting from Saturday, registered car owners who sign up for the servers will be notified by email whenever a search regarding their vehicle is made. The Journalists Association has warned this may tip off people being scrutinized by the media. Speaking ahead of the weekly Executive Council meeting, Mrs. Lamb said she doesn't see any links between the new administrative arrangement and press freedom. The administrative measures taken by the Transport Department is no more than just to alert the person that somebody has checked your personal data. Is, is that's it. So I, I really don't see uh, how this will undermine the work of the media and hence I do not see why media should be exempted from the administrative procedure that the Transport Department has put in place. Mrs Lam said other departments which provide such public searches are also reviewing their procedures. The District Court has adjourned a case involving former Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Chuk Ting and six others over their alleged roles in the Yunlong mob attack. The seven are accused of rioting in Yunlong on July the 21st in 2019. The court decided to adjourn the hearing to March the 23rd to allow time for the defendants to apply for legal aid or seek legal advice. All seven have been released on bail. Meanwhile, police have arrested another man in connection with the Yunlong attack. The 35-year-old suspect is accused of rioting and conspiracy to wound with intent. Voting is underway in the state of Georgia in two vital runoffs for the U.S. Senate. If Democrats can win both seats from the Republicans, they'll control the Senate, giving President-elect Joe Biden both houses of Congress. Just one Republican win would be enough to stymie his program. The BBC's Nomia Iqbal, who's in Georgia, says the results may not be known for a while. Officials are quite hesitant to give a projection. Now, bear in mind, Georgia's really been in the eye of the storm at the moment. They've had recounts here. And also, uh, you know, Donald Trump is continuing to undermine the results here. They will want to make sure the projection they get is right. We didn't know that Joe Biden had won this state until 10 days after the election. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The government warns it could apply anti-epidemic restrictions to gatherings at people's homes to stop households mixing. And 32 new COVID cases were confirmed today, the lowest figure in one and a half months. The news from RTHK. And in our newsroom, thanks to Todd Harding. More news coming up at midnight.